Did you guys did you guys want to hear J. Cole work out for me again for the 175th time? Because we can make that happen. You got a good thing. Yeah. So unfortunately, Alex, he's gone. He's gone. It was pretty sad. The pressure got to him and he couldn't he couldn't withhold it. Unfortunately, the situation got way out of hand. His the conditions got way too difficult. He couldn't operate in these types of conditions. You know, if you can't sit down and host spaces for 12 hours a day, it just becomes completely unmanageable. And that's what I that's what I discovered from him. So, unfortunately, he's gone forever. I look forward to maybe seeing him again. He he wanted to go back to networking administration. Just plugging in random shit into random slots on the wall, you know, just and then unplugging it and plugging it right back in. So, He'll be doing some great things there. It's his lifelong dream to unplug stuff from the wall and plug it back in. So, you know, when you find your purpose in life, I think that's a pretty spectacular thing. It's not easy to find a purpose. And I don't think a purpose is necessarily a 
finite target or just a measurable metric. I think it's always evolving and always moving. But if you can find even a glimpse of what your purpose is, then when you wake up in the morning, I, I think life becomes a lot more fun. I think it becomes a lot more enjoyable. And yeah, I don't know. I think Web3 has opened up the doors for a lot of new purposes. Whether that's your launching a project or you just show up here every day and people get to enjoy your artwork. and Or maybe you live in a country where you can't sell your fucking artwork because there's no money in the country or very little. And then now you can become an artist online and sell your artwork on the blockchain. Just finally, I think opening up a, a ton more doors. You don't have to work for some bullshit company selling some bullshit product, you know, that no one cares. The company would replace you in five seconds if you died. They don't actually care about you. So like now you can actually build, I think, something pretty spectacular here in Web3 if you really choose to. But are you going to? I think is the question now. We got Bradley up on stage. Pink ape, fucking Jeremiah looking ape. Tie-dye, rainbow shirt, bowling cap. It makes you feel a certain way when you look at that when you look at that ape, doesn't it? Bradley, did you buy that ape off of secondary or did you mint that? I wish I could say that I minted it. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, off of secondary. Tell me you didn't pay more than two ETH for it, that. It was, no, actually, this was uh, – I need to double-check the pin – whatever my pinned ETH was – or pin, sorry, pinned tweet was uh, was within a day after getting it. It was actually a gift. Uh, when it was, I think, right at, a, I think at the time it was roughly a, an ETH, give or take. Oh, one ETH. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, damn. It's funny. I heard a bunch of stories. Machi was calling up everybody when e, when the apes were minting and telling them to mint. We actually spoke to someone, Maximum Cope here in Taiwan. We spoke to someone. Machi called them on a 15-minute call and told them to, quote-unquote ape in and buy as many as they could when they were at like 0.5 machi called him up and was like yo i need you to you need to go buy these these board ape things they're like they're called nfts you need to go buy as many as you can and they laughed at him like they completely made fun of him and they still like they, they got this weird look in their eye you know what someone's got like regret that's the worst thing in life regret you can see regret in someone's eyes it never leaves it never leaves it's the one thing that, that you just can't you can't fault you can't fake it regret is a painful looking feeling on a motherfucker especially when they're when you're retired and you're old man having regret when you're an old person you're just sitting there all upset pissed off at the world well that's what this individual was they didn't buy the apes at 0.5 and what a what a miss that must have been did you buy more bradley did you quote unquote ape in or did you just pick up the the jeremiah clone uh, no, that's that's in the list of shoulda, woulda, couldas. Uh, I, I did eventually manage uh, a second ape much, much later. Uh, I guess roughly maybe, I don't know, November. But yeah, long since the days of uh, really, really cheap entries. I do remember looking at it once it was, I think, floor of 5 ETH and going, oh no, that's too expensive, just like uh, millions of other people. But yeah, <laughs> wish I could say so. Yeah, and even at these prices, you look at it saying there's no way 70 ETH is is a realistic price. But how high can they go? That's the question I was asking myself all of 2021. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 2021 was the year of what the fuck is happening? How high can this shit actually run up? 
And I think a lot of people kick themselves, at least me, I don't want to speak for everybody. I kept kicking myself in the ass. I do remember uh, spring of 2021, I saw Gary V bitching, moaning on the timeline. He's like, yo, you need to get into NFTs. And he kept showing his fucking Sharpie ass drawings of his NFTs on Instagram. I was just like, what is this guy fucking doing? It's like, this guy is insane. I'll never fade anything. I, I, that taught me a valuable lesson. I'm not fading anything ever again. I'll have the humility to go investigate it, even if I look at it for 20 minutes. AI is the same way, but I am giving AI a bigger chance than uh, NFTs. AI is, a, is something that I'm... Be- Polygon as well. Earlier this morning, we took a look at Polygon NFTs. You know, we had Machi in there, you know, <laughs> laughing because he's an ETH maxi, but you can't trust him. We saw some incredible partnerships from the BD team going on at Polygon. Some pretty cool stuff. I heard you do a few minutes of research on Polygon. Some of the partners include Disney, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, Starbucks, the NFL, DraftKings, JaVinci, YSL, uh, Bentley. I mean, these are just to name a few. And within some of these partnerships, they're already launching some pretty unique products that remind me a hell of a lot of Reddit avatars. One of them being this program called the Starbucks Odyssey program. We had Dup Up on stage, that coffee drinking motherfucker, cold brew, $8 can drinking. You know what? You know what pissed me off? He gets he gets cold brew in a can. So like this shit is mass produced like a fucking Ford factory. And it's not the it's not Bud Light can size. It's like a thinner can. It's like a White Claw can, but even shorter, like seven dollars. For cold brew. He's like, but it's craft. You wouldn't understand, Bark. It's craft. It's like, all right, well, I can get the same shit. Look, I got a whole gallon of cold brew from for $2 here in Taiwan. So it's the same shit. Anyways, Starbucks is launching a program called the Starbucks Odyssey program. And what they're going to do is a special app that when you shop in the store, you can now earn. They're not calling them NFTs which I thought was super unique. It re- it's reminding me of the Reddit play. They're not calling them NFTs. They're calling them stamps. So by shopping at Starbucks, buying drinks, and playing games on this app and quizzes, you can earn stamps and Odyssey points. These are, and I, I do believe Odyssey points are going to represent some sort of coin that is on the chain. And the stamps are the NFTs that are on the chain. You can earn stamps and Odyssey points to unlock exclusive features for the most loyal and, and passionate coffee drinkers. Some of the things that you can unlock with the Starbucks Odyssey program include drink making classes, exclusive uh, experiences at the Starbucks premier locations, like what are the uh, the, the roasteries, like those, uh, those uh, signature roasteries, so like a couple of those big Starbucks. And then you can also be flown out to Puerto Rico to learn how they make the coffee, go to the coffee bean farm in Puerto Rico. And check out what they do. So you may be saying to yourself, that sounds stupid as fuck. But you talk to Dub, he was getting goosebumps. The dude couldn't fucking calm down. So it's it's exciting to look at, right? And now you start to see, okay, this is this is the first time that I've really seen a big ass brand besides Reddit dip their feet into Web3 in a way that makes sense. That's not launching a fucking 10 PFP and rugging it all over everybody. So it's super interesting to see 
this this move from Starbucks. I look at many more to do something similar to this. And the thing that's most interesting is the end consumer doesn't even know that they're buying NFTs again or that they're earning NFTs again, just like Reddit. And we saw the same thing with Reddit. There were MFers buying these things. They didn't even know what the fuck they were buying. I mean, Crab Dad had no idea he was buying an NFT. And then he woke up. He's like, what the fuck? This thing's $40,000. And then he didn't. And then he didn't sell it. He didn't sell it at the top. And that shit went back down 98%. So... Um, so it's pretty sweet to see some of these things now getting dipped in. We also took a look at Disney. Uh, it's not a small world after all. It's really not. They're doing some big ass things over at Disney. Some of the things, including they've got AI technology. They're building AI characters that can think for themselves uh, on the blockchain that you can drop into virtual worlds. Now, again, a lot, most of this stuff is still in early development, but Disney doesn't just fuck around. Well, I guess they do sometimes. But Disney has the money just to, here we go. Let's just go burn 40 mil on this project and see what happens. So in many ways, they're in these types of positions to where they can do crazy things with money and experiment and, and innovate, right? You know, it's, it, Disney's magical. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to pull off some magic. Bradley, have you looked into Polygon NFTs at all? Not super detailed, but I'm loving the use cases that you're talking about. I mean, those are super interesting. Yeah, it's um, I think ETH is fucked, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the the interesting aspect is like, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head, which is they're abstracting away the, the concept of the NFT, you know, with Starbucks, it's stamps. It's something that people can relate to. It's linking it to a differentiated ex- experience that that people can earn um it's it's providing all of the value with the benefits and kind of frictionless elements of nfts without basically confusing the the mass public uh so as it relates to kind of that that mass adoption um yeah i'm just really really keen to see how that sort of experiment works out it seems like it's hitting all the right points Oh, it's hitting in all the right places for me, at least. And there's like 150 partners on Polygon. And most of them are irrelevant, but they do have some that are hyper relevant. So just to get excited in that thing. And then you look at, yeah, you ask yourself, why would you not be building fungible? I'm confused. Up and down. Why would you not be building on ETH, you may ask? Well, when ETH gets a little bit swasty, when more than two people are trying to use the fucking Ethereum network, gas goes up to 100 bucks. We had people trying to mint uh, mint NFTs the other day, trying to trade fucking ETH on different wallets. The, the, they paid $100 in gas just to mint two NFTs. But how long are we going to put up with that type of behavior? Forever? I don't know. I thought that was supposed to go down with the proof of stake. Do you know anything about that, Bradley? Bradley, I thought the, I thought the, um, the mint... And the gas fees are supposed to go down with proof for sale. What's so funny, Dr. Oz? Cardano shit. You're just no. upset and you're pissed that Cardano sucks. No, our gas fee is like 25 cents, man. All right, That's well, why I got out of Ethereum. When it was like $1,000 for a transaction in the bull run, I was done. Well, Polygon's a fraction of a penny. And it doesn't suck. So we can do about that. It- it sucks. It's a, isn't it a side chain? Isn't it a layer two for Ethereum? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Layer two, layer three, layer, layer it up, baby. There's a reason people love cake. 
I mean, stack that shit up. Who cares? What does that matter? Like, that's what I keep hearing. Security, like, every lane you go to is security matters. It's it's another door to get hacked. Another door to get hacked. Okay, give me the give me the. I've never actually had a conversation with a Cardano MFR that could explain to me the benefit of using Cardano over another chain. What would be the benefit aside from the twenty five cent gas fee? which is already beaten out by like 90% of the chains. Solana is a penny, fraction of a penny. Polygon is a fraction of a fraction of a penny. What would be the bull case for me to build anything on Cardano? It's decentralized and the layer one's in functional code. So it's in Haskell. So it's verifiable. You're not going to have those contracts where you, you, you code them and they're fucked up and you lose money like someone did with their uh, chain link. Um, also, they're going to build Marlowe, so you can token, uh, build your own token, Bark, and uh, you can tokenize your own community. I could build my token on Solana. No, it, it's going to be easy for like everybody. They're going to have a playground for everybody. It's going to be real easy. Well, I'm an adult. I don't go on the playground anymore. I don't need to go on the playground. So but, you're not having fun in life. You're not having no fun anymore. No, I'm having a, I'm having a ton of fun. I'm having a ton of fun. I I just get to yell into my phone and tweet out weed all day. I could not be having any more fun. I don't think there's a better I challenge someone to find a funner job, a more fun, a funnest job than than the one that I'm currently. I tweet out weed, Dr. Oz. I don't want to go on I the playground. Weed. I smoke weed. See the difference is you tweet it and I roll it and smoke it. Well, Okay, I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're at a standstill. I don't think there's a winner in this one. But okay, so you're saying I can build my own coins, and I don't even know what the other thing you said. It was so boring, dude. I is the thing about Cardano. You guys need like a hero. It's decentralized. So like everything's about decentralized, right? So it can't get shut down. Yada yada yada. It's decentralized. But it has it has the most nodes. It's like it's decentralized more than any platform. Like it's tearing it up. Like it's new. It's it's better than Ethereum. Ethereum sucks. Okay. Like think Let's about see. it. Like now they have like two node validators that are majority of the validators. They're owned by like JP Morgan. Uh, Solidity is not a very good layer one security code to really code on. Uh, it just sucks. If if I didn't use Cardano, I'd probably use uh, I'd probably use Solana maybe. Well, Solana is even worse. To be honest, okay. Actually, Solana is beating you in terms of decentralization. You saying it's decentralized? Okay, I'll have you know that Ethereum has over four hundred and fucking four hundred and fifty thousand validators. Four hundred fifty thousand. That's okay. No, they don't. And, what are you talking about? We just pulled it up. Look, I got it. Wait, let me see. We got it right here. Oh, four hundred and ten thousand. They have four hundred and ten thousand or validators. But how many is actually validating of the majority? Mm-hmm. Well, the and the Nakamoto coefficient. We're talking about this last night. Um, we we're talking about it last night, and it's defined by the smallest number of validators who cumulatively stake thirty-three percent of the network tokens. Okay, and Bitcoin has fourteen thousand four hundred with the Nakamoto coefficient of 8,000 and then Cardano. Oh, oh, here, then we'll do Solana next because it's down fucking bad. Uh, Solana 
sitting at an Akamoto efficient of 30. They have, they have 1,800 validators, 1,865. Cardano down in the fucking dumps. Uh, let's see. What fucking tab is it? I can't even find it. It's bullshit ass. Uh, okay. Cardano, Nakamoto efficient. It's decreasing. It went down, Dr. Oz. It's now 22 from 29. They're retiring oh. the stake pools. Your founder is playing with fucking Falcons, dude. He should be building the network out. He's building the network out. It's just people can't afford it because they're broke, so they can't run their own stake pool right now. But I'm about to run my own, so fuck it. I'll, I'll run like 10 of them. Fuck it, right? How much is it to run a stake pool on Cardano? I think to set one up would probably be like $10,000 maybe. Ten grand to run a stake pool. Is that it? You just is it you so just, is it a proof is it a proof of stake? Yeah, it's a proof of stake. You just have to pretty much get the software downloaded or whatever, but the hardest part is getting people to to stake to your node so you get enough. You know the more you have staking to it the better. But the parameters change. So, like, if a stake pool gets too saturated where it could, you know, maybe cause, you know, like a DDS attack or whatever, or somebody, like, can kind of take over the network, they drop the parameter, and, and then pretty much you have to delegate out to multiple stake pools. Okay. Sounds boring, to be honest. What are the rewards for staking on Cardano? Is it even worth it? I mean, what are you going to... like four. Four, four, four point like six seven percent or something like that every five days. Oh god! But it's never locked. So like your Ethereum's locked for like forever, like forever ever. Well, yeah, but you're earning Cardano, and Cardano's thirty seven cents. What am but I gonna think do? about this? What? Here's how I think what about. What am I gonna Cardano? do with Cardano, dude? Am I gonna go? What am I gonna go buy with Cardano? But think about it. Cardano was like three dollars and ten cents when all you could do was stake. You had no total value lock. We had no dexes, no stable coins. We had nothing. So by the time the bull run comes back around, we're gonna have t we're gonna have a lot of stuff locked up. We're gonna have an ecosystem. People's gonna be building on it. It's 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 a great opportunity, I think. Mm. Okay. I want to pass it off to Dup, one of Cardano's biggest holders. What's up, Dup? Is this what I sound like when I when I'm sitting here protecting Solana? Yes. You sound worse, Dup. You sound like worse. Delusional. Delusional. No information. Look, I'll pin to the top. We're gonna do some data collection here. I just got to know. I said, have you ever used Cardano? I look for. Dr. Oz and maybe one other MFR to respond. Yeah, Dup, this is exactly what you sound like. I'm like, hey, Dup, can you give me a single use case of Solana? Like, why would anybody want to use Solana? And you just you just say to the moon bullshit. You're like, yeah, to the moon. You know, you could you could do shit with it and earn it, even though it's useless. Like, the only use case is to get more of it. That's that's what I've discovered. Solana, Cardano. The only use cases I've seen is just to acquire more Cardano or acquire more Solana. It's like a never-ending fucking... It's like a kid in a candy shop. You just can't stop fucking grabbing it. What's up, Dup? No, I give you... I, this, it was literally this morning I gave you really good insight on Solana. I said we have the best builders. Uh, I don't know. Stuff like that. You gave us the dumbass fucking wait, 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 that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I gave you some great insight. You're like the best builders and shit like that. What are you talking about, dude? ETH, the ETH builders are cracked, dude. 
Have Fuck you been there? I go into Cherry Dude, I go into Cherry No, they're, no, they're no, not, dude. I go into no. Cherry HQ. They don't rich. even speak. No, no, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. You haven't been reading. Don't they have money. They, they, they don't even try, dude. They're, no, they're you haven't been reading great. the literature, dude. I go into Cherry HQ. These motherfuckers don't even speak English, dude. They got two pairs of glasses on. Because you're in Taiwan. Yeah, they're cracked, dude. They're like, they got, all got mechanical keyboards and they don't, they never leave. Dude, it's like unreal. There's a lot of people take weekends off, dude. They take for, okay, they, okay, right? okay, they take it, they, dude, they take they they take MLK Day off. Okay? Like it's a lot of people. It's a national that's a national holiday, first of all. And and two, um just because they have better keyboards just because they have better keyboards on Ethereum doesn't mean they're more cracked than Solana. It means something. No, it, it means- doesn't. It just means they have more money. They were early. No, I mean, a good mechanical keyboard's like eighty bucks. So yeah, exactly. That's like three Solana. But I'm just saying, like that's they equipment. Had their 80... That's good equipment. That's like a better. That's like a better cleats in the NFL. They can move faster, dude. They can, I can run faster. I could burn. I'd I'd break your ankles in two mismatched pairs of shoes. I don't need no fucking cleats. Dup, you're bum. How tall are you, Dub? I'm actually six two. Six two. Okay, so we're gonna reduce that by twelve percent. What are you? Like five eight. Quick height. Why are you wondering, dude? That's weird. You Ohio MFers are small. Height of what? What do you mean? You Ohio MFers are small. Like how tall is what? I'm not, dude. That's weird. Okay. How tall are you? No, we're not. No, we're HGH, dude. Chicken and corn, dude. We're fucking huge. Don't make you tall. You guys are short. LeBron six eight. He's from Ohio. Oh my god! You can't use LeBron, Doctor Oz. Yes, you can. That's my average. And Neil Armstrong. He was like six three. So who's on PEDs? So we're we're going to space. We're playing in the NBA. <laughs> Hold on, from like Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, the the cyclist. Mm, no, the guy who literally jumped. The guy who left Earth and went to another fucking planet. Oh, the astronaut. He didn't even go to the moon. That was fake. It might be. It might be. I watched so video. All you have is LeBron and someone who pretended to go to the moon. Congrats. Okay, whatever. You're changing the subject. I start asking you hard questions about Solana, and you get fucking nervous. We got the best builders, and yeah, tons of other shit. Yeah, that's all I know. You have no fucking clue. I don't know where your conviction comes from. I don't know if you took like a pill, or, or like you just lack of sleep, and or they're putting something in your cold brew. It's making you go a little bit insane. Look, we had you, you were, I was using you as an example. It was just embarrassing. You're like, yeah, I tried to buy an ETH NFT the other day. I paid a hundred dollars in gas and I had no clue just because I had, just because you had no clue what you were doing, Dub, doesn't mean it's the network's fault. I try to use a fucking phantom wallet. The shit can't, doesn't even fucking load. It's got to connect to the, the mainframe. It's like, it's like dial up, dude. Phantom is terrible. Phantom is terrible. And then I go to no, magic. It's phantom is crispy as hell. You cannot have a better experience in a wallet. Not even a, a a fucking what are those called? Those dumbass card wallets in real life, the uh the steel ones. Big fucking facts, Jeff. Solana to the moon. Uh, not good for our case there, Tuck, but thank you. Um no dude, Phantom's awesome. MetaMask is terrible. You can't even see your NFTs, first of all. You gotta side scroll. You gotta. Hold on. I can't even buy an NFT with fucking Phantom. I've been trying to buy a mask. Okay, you fucked it hold up. On, I'm I'm, hold on, I, I actually hold just on. pulled up my Phantom wallet. Uh, let's see hold here. On. Let's see if I can buy an NFT. Fungible. 
Oh, nice. I just I just bought a uh, an NFT that cost 11 cents. That's really cool. I can't wait for this to 2x. That'll be crazy. Maybe I can retire my grandkids. Yeah, Phantom. Wait, Fungible, you, you tried to use Phantom for the first time. Was it, quote unquote, as Dup would love to say, crisp? No. So uh, out of nowhere, the browser just doesn't work anymore. And I don't know why. And I've updated and there's no change. I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything. The less I used it, once and then i didn't use it for a while because solana and every solana nft went down the toilet so i just like a bit not really abandoned the wallet but just didn't care and then when fud took over the maxis i wanted to get a maxi i try to connect to magic eden through the browser and i just get a blank screen uh th- that doesn't count He's he's watching porn on the same browser. He's got a virus, probably. Don't lie, Dup. Sam's taking money out the back door again, shutting Dup. it off. Dup, have you? Are you? Dup, are you awake? There's a misfungible on Twitter. You think? You think fungible's fucking around here? Okay, look, Dup, you wouldn't understand. You're not reading the literature. You're coping. You haven't given me a single. You're too. Bull cases for Solana are the builder. You've got the best builders, and no, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, we do. No, yes, we dude, do. no, you builders. fucking don't, dude. We, we met the, the best. We met the quote unquote best Solana builder out here in in Taiwan. Machi's like, oh, you gotta beat this. I'm not gonna dox them. They're actually anon, but I will say this is like literally the best of the best. Yeah, you gotta meet this builder, man. They're fucking cracked. They wanna. They'll help you do anything. We meet them up. We're like, hey, you wanna help us? And they're like, huh, I don't really care anymore. Um, and then we're like, okay. So we asked Machi, we said, what happened? I thought he was going to build with us. Machi's like, yeah, well, he's got all the money he needs. So now he just kind of like fucks around with girls and doesn't really care anymore. That's the best builder on Solana. Okay. All the Ethereum motherfuckers, they made, they made millions during the bull run and they're still mechanical keyboard, double glasses, fucking suspenders pulled up all the way, you know, fucking Crocs sitting in the office till 3am smells like a locker room, dude. Like. You, they, you don't understand, Dup. They the Ethereum builders for they have this like righteousness Gandhi looking motherfucking mentality that they need to save the world, and they all like kind of they they all kind of look they're like they look like uh they look like they all look like Vitalik, dude. They're just like they got they believe in the system. So the Solana builders look healthy. That's the problem with the Solana build. They're like healthy. They're like tan. They're sexy. Like they don't. They're way too healthy to be to be developers, dude. And that's that's a bearish ass case for me when the developers look healthy. So outside of the bullish. build, what? I'm still bullish. I'm gonna cut you off because I gotta run. But I'm still bullish just because you saw one build or quote unquote that was partying, snorting, what, who knows what, and just getting diggy in in Taiwan doesn't mean all of them are okay. Um. Yes, it does. I think you have to worry about those builders working on that marketplace. All right, they're burning through that million dollars fast. I'll leave. Don't it at let them lie to you, Bart. Don't let those them lie to you, Bart. See, I'm a Cardano Maxi. I only have Cardano NFTs because I love Cardano. Duck Cardano. He has, he has multiple blockchains because he Duh. he doesn't know if someone is going to make it. He's Duh. he's Yo, struggling. Duh. We're going to burn through that shit like you've never seen. 
I know you we're, are. You yeah, we're having network. Yeah, dude, we're having a we're having a networking event this this Friday. Bottle service, the best table be at Core Nightclub. Yeah, dude, we need to fucking yeah, we're building, dude. That's okay. yeah, fuck, dude. We're like, holy shit, we got this much above of a budget. Let's start just shovel it into the fire. Who gives a fuck? Um, that's kind of where we're at. If you you just don't, you don't understand. Look, if if I were you, um, I would be launching a Solana marketplace. Magic Eden, Tragic Eden, whatever you want to call them, has destroyed and fucked over the system time and time again. I look for a competitor on. I really do. I think there there should be by Android. I really do think that there should be a marketplace on Solana, a new marketplace. You got Haiti Swap starting to suck out a little bit of that liquidity. And now you got Magic Eden trying to fuck over the ecosystem. They're going on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off with the royalties. How could you be a creator on Solana and, and like sleep well at night? Like how could you be a project founder on Solana and sleep well at night knowing that Magic Eden is going to come in with a fucking leather belt and give it to you? You know, hey, sorry. Oh, and then as soon as volume starts pumping again. Okay, so during the bear market, we're all about supporting creators. We love the creators. So royalties are off, everybody. Uh, you figure it out. I know you built an entire business model around royalties, but, you know, fuck it. You know, it needs to be off. And then $5 of liquidity comes back into the ecosystem. Oh, fuck, we're ripping it back on, baby. Fucking turn it back on. Let's crank that shit back up. And then you try to talk to the Magic Eden team. You go to one of their like chill and grill sessions, whatever those things are. And they're like, yeah, I'm really bullish on this. We're super bullish on this project. We're going to put it on our homepage. We love it. But then after it fails to mint out, you're never going to hear about it again. You know, what was the one project? Izu. You remember Izu? Fucking Voltura's 15th project. It should, you never hear about that shit anymore. And now Solana. Or now Magic Eden. Let's go to the Magic Eden homepage. This was shocking to me. Prepare to be shocked. I hope you're. I hope you're uh, not grounded at the moment because you're going to change their. They literally changed their. Oh, we don't want to go to Ghost Kid Dell. Remember Ghost Kid Dell? Uh, okay, they changed their slogan. Now it's called a cross-chain NFT platform. They're trying to be something that they're not. Nobody's buying fucking Polygon NFTs on Magic Eden. I'll tell you that right now. I'm curious if they gave us any data on the on the district on the sales volume for different chains, but they're not. Um, they're only giving us yeah. Here we go. Here's their launchpad drops. This is ridiculous. You can't have it. And they're doing backdoor deal shit. I don't want to like get super into what they're doing behind the scenes, but they're shaking they're shaking hands with these collections and doing some weird fuckery. They've got alt wallets of their own. I mean, you just you even even open so. I look for, well, I don't look for a new marketplace. Fuck, we're working on a new marketplace. Look, we got Bradley up here. Um, Bradley's going to push his glasses up to the bridge of his nose. Bradley, why would you build a marketplace that's not sucking from the ecosystem? I mean, you could easily be charging 2.5%, 5% for for a, mar a marketplace fee, but you're charging 0.5% and then you're burning half of that. Or you're charging 0.25% and you're burning all of it. So the marketplace literally just just gives back to the community. It sounds like the dumbest business model I've ever heard. Why would you give back to the community? <laughs> You're right on the surface, right? Yeah. I mean, we're literally burning money. Um, and no, and I think that, look, I think the big reason is it, it doesn't need to be that, that exploitative, um, which is what we're seeing in the current fees. I mean, look at credit card fees as an example. I mean, if you had a merchant like OpenSea uh, with that type of daily volume, 
there's no way in hell that that credit card would be charging anything more than 50 basis points. Um, so, you know, just even in, in a web two sort of comparison, the type of fees that we're seeing is just straight up, um, just not on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's about doing what we think is going to be best for the industry. The more that we can basically have people keep money in their own pocket, uh, that's, what's going to help the, the industry grow. Um, and that's, what's going to bring also by respecting royalties to your earlier point. Uh, bring more more creators into this place because because that's what it's all about. Hmm. So, to me, I look at something like OpenSea, and I ask myself, what has OpenSea ever done except hire a social media intern to tweet out "Good morning" on Twitter? Honestly, what has OpenSea ever done for the community? I mean, you go to OpenSea page, they've got their hidden ass bullshit on here i'm gonna go pull up open c every time i do yeah here we go here's some project that has like some sort of undisclosed partnership slap dab on the front of the fucking space on the fucking page yeah all these just bullshit like what has have they ever yeah and they don't even host cool parties at least board ape you can go get fucking hammered for like three days in new york open c hasn't done hasn't done fucking shit you know and i will say those parties in new york that's the best thing that board ape has ever done Dookie Dash, I've confirmed. Apparently, I've seen all these. Now I've looked at Dookie Dash. They just copied some game from like the 90s. I'm, they're, they're starting to come out now. I don't know, whatever. But everyone copies each other. OpenSea has not done anything to invest back into the community. Magic Eden, they've done like some things, I guess. I don't know. They do like a community empowerment. But at the same time, they're doing so much fuckery in the background, so much fuckery behind the scenes that I can no longer trust anything Magic Eden says. And they've flip-flopped so many times that I can no longer trust. They pretend to be your friend, and then they're not. They pretend to be your friend. At least OpenSea, I know where they stand. You know, friends are dangerous in life. Friends are dangerous because friends can flip-flop on you, and sometimes they'll be your friend when they're actually trying to extract something from you. Enemies are great. See, the thing is, is you always know where your enemies stand. They're consistent. Like, you know... You're my enemy. I know you're always going to be my enemy. You, I, I got you in a bucket. And that's why I love, yeah, haters, you know you know exactly where they fucking stand. I love Function. I know right where Function's at. You know, T-Moss, like he's never, yeah, I know, you got him right where he's at. You know, Magic Eden, you got to watch out for fucking Magic Eden. You know, they'll pretend to be your best friend. Meanwhile, they're, you know, stabbing you in 20 out of your back pocket. Open C, same exact thing. I know where they stand. Two and a half percent on every transaction. Fuck you. That's what they're saying. But what are you going to do about it? Because Magic Eden controls, or sorry, OpenSea controls so much liquidity, so much inventory, that it's pretty hard to beat. If you're trying to get an NFT off your hands, are you going to go list on another? Are you going to go list on LooksRare? Maybe. Maybe. Are you going to go list on some bullshit-ass marketplace? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, Bradley, how do you expect to take inventory from open sea when they literally literally control so much volume how do you, how can you legitimately strategize a way to take inventory and liquidity away from open sea you're absolutely right i mean they're they're the amazon um of of the industry in that sense i mean so what we're doing is you know first and foremost is we're not trying to compete head to head against open am i, rugging? I, mean, I they, can't hear you can uh, you whoops, hear am i rugging yeah, he's talking. I can hear both of you. <clears throat> yeah, I can oh, hear okay. both of you. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, Bradley, when um, you're done, throw a thumbs up. I can't hear a goddamn word, and then we'll we'll get you out and back on. Okay. Actually, Sounds good. I, I'm gonna I heard you right that. now, and then just request come request again. I'll get you back up. I gotta hear what you want to say. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a connection issue. So just request back up. Okay. Mark, yeah, what about Vumio? What about Vumio that uh, BitBoy is supposed to have that you can uh, buy Ethereum, Solana, and Cardano all on one marketplace? Has anyone heard about that? Vimeo? Vumio. How do you spell it? I think it's V-O-O-M-I-O. V-O-O. Okay, M-I-O. All right, Bradley, go ahead. Sorry, Tess. How do you expect to... Yeah, we got you. We got you. You can hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, to recap then on that, I guess the first is, um, you know, you're right. OpenSea is the Amazon, um, and and we're not going to try to compete head-to-head against against OpenSea against every area that they, they play in. Uh, we've got a much smaller team, et cetera. So, like, the first and foremost is what we're focusing on is uh, Yuga assets uh, and, and the broader Yugaverse. Uh, which, for example, is like the layer twos that we see with like mutant hounds, applied primates, et cetera, and expanding in that way. Um, we all know Yuga is is a major, major uh, volume driver in the NFT industry. I mean, sewer passes uh, the last uh, you know week alone have kind of shown that, right? So, you know, we're we're focusing on that niche um, and being kind of part of the board ape community. We feel that that we can provide a more call it tailored experience. Um, the second piece to that is with ApeCoin um, and really focusing on on helping build out that ecosystem. A um, lot of reasons behind it. But again, we've been ApeCoin supporters since the very beginning. First marketplace to, to integrate it as a form of payment. First marketplace to actually conduct a sale uh, or, or NFT sale rather in, uh, in ApeCoin as well. Uh, and so we're continuing to build on that and, and build on that as, a, as a, you know, kind of a focal point to sort of bring in other elements uh, that benefit the ApeCoin ecosystem, which is why we're burning uh, part of our, our uh, uh, marketplace fee. Uh, you need a sync uh, within the overall uh, ecosystem of, of, of a particular token uh, to kind of help offset the free, uh, in this case, staking, et cetera, that's coming out. Um, and, and again, doing other things uh, with, with other ApeCoin uh, product or projects as a result. So, so that's the way we're focusing is in that kind of niche, specifically on Yuga and ApeCoin. So I look at the top 10 volume on OpenSea and Yuga assets are always dominating. I mean, look at this. Just in seven days, sewer passes. Wow, sewer passes up to 2.47. Why did you sell yours, Anon? Idiot. Well, now they're up to 2.47 ETH and they've got 18,000 volume in the past seven days. And then the next highest volume is the memes by 6529 with 3,500. So you know, almost like four to four to five X of the, of the next project. But of course this just came out, but then always mutant ape yacht club, board ape kennel club, board ape yacht club and other deed for other side are almost always in the top 10 volume. And they just completely dominate. I mean, you're looking at just a majority control. They're always over 50% of NFT volume. Some cases, 75, 80, 90% of weekly volume is locked within Yuga. So, with X Marketplace, you're not trying to go after the other projects, these other bullshit projects. Like, look, number 10 is Hasbulla NFT. I don't even know if he, if Hasbulla even knows that that thing is a real project. Imagine asking Hasbulla what an NFT is. What do you think he would say? 
I don't, yeah, I don't think he would have an answer. I don't think he would even fucking know. So I'm sure that's a great buy. But you look at the, the top 10, Yuga is, continues to dominate. So it sounds like uh, X, instead of focusing on addressing the entire market, is actually just addressing where the where the money flow is and where the volume actually is, which is in within Yuga. Whether we like it or not, you know, your favorite project, no one, no one gives a fuck about. And Yuga is just continuing to ramp it up and control volume. So it seems to me like you, you're identifying where money is flowing from X to X to Z, and you're putting a marketplace right in between there, which doesn't fuck over the ecosystem. Like you look at something like Blur.io, Blur.io is now Yuga assets are being pulled off of Blur because they're not paying the royalties off of Yuga, off of on Yuga, and Yuga said, "Fuck you, Blur, we're off, we're gone." Here, take this one. Just throw them up the middle finger. That's what happens when you you know fuck around and find out. Yuga does not fuck around. That's what I've come to realize, unless it's with majority of things that they do. But outside or in the, a YouTube podcast that gets two hundred views. Outside of that, Yuga does not fuck around. So it seems to me, Bradley, that you're got we got to shorten that name. By the way, you need to take the Bark branding course. It seems to me, Brad Bradley Zastro bat emoji speaker emoji ape emoji flex emoji it seems to me bradley's astro that you've identified an opportunity to create a marketplace where money is actually flowing and provide a service that benefits the yuga community like you're burning ape coin which actually drives up the value of ape during the whole process so i don't know i don't know how you make it work bradley but i look forward to it being do, so you is it only just a marketplace? Is that really what it primarily serves as right now, or or what do you plan to do with the marketplace additionally? Well, that and that's I think where like for me at least where I'm most excited is is because I think right now the sort of paradigm is is marketplaces are just that you, you buy and sell NFTs and and obviously that's that's you know the the biggest part monetarily speaking of the industry, but uh, the reality is is we know NFTs are are that much more. Um, and, and that's where we've already started building. So, for example, you know, uh, one of the, the great things, obviously, with Yuga Assets, uh, along with other NFT projects, of course, is IP. Uh, we, we built a marketplace uh, for the NFT economy uh, in, in meaning not only just the NFT trading, we've got sort of a, a phase one of an IP marketplace. Now, it's not complex. It's, it's uh, very simple, but it's, its intent is to solve the problem around discoverability and how do you bring both sides of uh, the equation together, people that have IP that want to license and, and people that have a, a project or, or product and are looking uh, to, to license uh, NFT IP. Uh, so that's sort of the, the other areas that, that we're looking on is, is what are those additional components within the industry that, that also makes sense to bring together into sort of a, a single um, you know, viewpoint or, or focal point rather in, in sort of a single experience, you know, shall we, you know, looking at loans, looking at different ways that, you know, we can make it easier to, to buy with eight, for example, zap functions. Therefore you can buy a, an ETH listed NFT using your ape without having to go through, you know, the extra steps of, of swapping that out, for example, um, looking at other ways that, that we can sort of make um, things easier uh, for, for people as well. So buying an ETH NFT with Ape would be pretty sweet. So instead of swapping shit around like Dup was on multiple wallets, 
just being able to use it. What about Solana NFTs? Will Solana NFTs ever be featured on X? I think that would be an interesting one. I think that depends on, you know, the straight up is around sort of the skill sets of the teams, not deep on, on the Solana side. Um, so that would be the major friction point. Um, but definitely right now we're, we're, we're all in with Ethereum. Yeah. And then I'm sure Dr. Oz wants to know, what about Cardano? Cardano and it? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> just joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a single Cardano NFT besides Ape Society? Dr. Oz? Ghost Chain. So there's a marketplace about to come out in like two, three weeks that's about to sh- shit on JPEG store. What, what did JPEG store ever do to you? It didn't work a few times. Okay. And they commingled funds. So like the, the creator of JPEG store, uh, he was buying NFTs with a company wallet. And then when everybody found out, there was even royalties attached. That's how everyone found out. <clears throat> and there was 0% royalties. And, and somehow they switched, is what he said, which contract just switched. And it was going into his personal wallet. And he was minting with it. So we got pissed off. Uh, yeah. Wait, we had that We had that guy up here, the JPEG store guy. He's come up on stage a couple times and talked and shilled, shilled that thing. You're saying he was he buying... Me. Is this true? Really? Oh, he blocked you. Okay. Is this true? Because if it is, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run that shit through the mud. Is that actually it's true? true? It's true. And then, like, so the next thing is there's a new beef going on uh, with with Fett, who's dropping another marketplace, and uh, Blake DM'd him and threatened to send the in it, uh, the SEC after him if if he launches project and uh, there's any type of profit share or anything going on with the token. Okay, well, I can threaten to send the SEC after anyone, too. Like, fungible, I'm sending the SEC after you. You scared? Definitely not. Are they going to find anything fungible? Maybe a couple of them baseball cards? Fucking, I see you sneaking into Walmart, pack ripper. Just throwing them in the back pocket. Is there still a market for cards? I I don't know. I remember having... A ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and this was during COVID, and I like valued them all out, and I was like, "Holy fuck, these things are going to the moon!" And then, like three months later, I walked into a card shop with them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was like a bubble, and it just burst, and now they're pretty much all worthless." Is there still a market for uh, cards, like sports cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh? There is, yes, yes, there is, but it's not like it was. Like you couldn't. You know, in 2021 and most of 2022, you couldn't get cards anywhere. And you would, if you wanted them bad enough, you were going to pay well over retail. But now it's not like that. It's uh, the the hobbies come back to, uh, you know, it's come down, it's come back to reality. You know, you can actually go and get, kids can go get cards now. They don't got to fight over them with men who are just taking them to go flip them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they're still rare. Like so, like certain Yu-Gi-Oh cards, because I have a a bag of those sitting around. I have a couple that uh, it just depends on like for decks and stuff. Like some of them get priced pretty high. Like if you get the right ones, they still they still sell pretty nice. Yeah, I just had a, I have like a whole folder of them from some of them from when I was a kid. Some of them from when I played like a total nerd. But that was the the craziest thing of all was seeing these like new collections, these new, just them like totally 
building this like propped up fucking marketplace. I mean, it's sort of like NFTs. I mean, yes, there was a physical card to back back it, but very similar to NFTs, they would just print certain cards in extremely low quantity and make them necessary in the most meta decks. So that was something that was pretty interesting was, I mean, obviously there was a game backing the value of these cards, but they would create this artificial demand, make the cards extremely powerful, print them in low quantity. And if you wanted to play competitively, you you had between like two to three to four decks to actually use. And usually one deck that was extremely powerful. And then, of course, you needed a set, three of an exact card, which would run you several hundred dollars each. So that was always fun, like pulling one of those and just interacting with that ecosystem and trading shit. So, yeah, I mean, NFTs, same same exact thing. How can you create a d- demand from NFTs? How can you create demand from crypto? Well, we have an expert here. Um, just kind of curious what your thoughts are on crypto, sir. Um, crypto. Yeah, it was always a hot dumpster fire. Um, always? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that it was all fraud. Some of it was a pyramid scheme. Uh, there's never been anything there. Uh, it serves no purpose. It's not a store of value. It's not a medium of exchange. And as we have seen, if you want it decentralized and not under government control, it is a haven for fraudsters. And now it is in the process of going to zero, except for Bitcoin, which will probably go negative. Because if we're moving into a world with carbon taxes, you have to take into account the energy that it took to produce it in the first place. Okay, so if you have any Bitcoin, sell it immediately. It's about to go negative. You will owe Satoshi Nakamoto money when it actually goes negative so i just think um i just think that you you are all idiots i mean i don't i didn't want to be the one to tell you that but i think you're all idiots what do you think about that bradley you think crypto's a propped up ponzi and it's not a, he's claiming it's not a store of actual value you oh yeah that? we're totally screwed oh yeah it's all going to zero sell it all smoke them if you got them ships going down well how do i know you're not <laughs> how do i know you're not just you're just bag biased and delusional. I, I, exactly. I've, I've got a bag of, uh, of gold bars and uh, no, I, yeah. I mean, I guess I've, I've been in it long enough. Um, I've heard the story back in, uh, I mean, I haven't, I'm certainly no OG, but you know, went through the bear of, of, you know, 2018, 2019. And, you know, we bounced back, you know, it, it's, it's a wonderful, crazy, wacky, fucking awesome industry. And it attracts some of the brightest, smartest, craziest people. Um, that's why I'm just so bullish on it. The craziest people. I don't like to be around the crazy people. Like when I hang around Dup too long, when I hang around Dup too long, I start to just like get <laughs> like EBTBs. That dude's on thinking like, milligrams. he's on 800 milligrams of caffeine. I mean, you can't even have a fucking conversation with him. Why do you like <laughs> to be around the crazy people, Brad? No, it's like, uh, you know, Doc Brown from, from Back to the Future, you know, he, you know, that's the type of uh, awesome, crazy, mad scientists that are, that are fun to be with because, you know, they, they just they see things that, and connect dots that, that you know, are, are hard to see, I mean, quite frankly. And, and so as they start to, to create themselves, uh, these dots start to come into more focus and you can start building off of that. Um, and it's a, it's a contagion effect in it. Well, okay, maybe that's a bad choice of word coming out of covid but uh yeah joking aside i mean it's it's sort of this network effect that's insane is there any truth to what this motherfucker saying though that it is a ponzi most of it's going to zero you know 
starting to question. Oh, you got to question some of these things. I mean, isn't aren't NFTs True. just trying to sell it to the next idiot? I mean, isn't that kind of isn't there some truth to the fact that you're just we're all idiots trying to sell it to another idiot for a higher price? Oh, totally. I, I think we've got to call out the dirt in the space, right? Because, you know, that that's also what helps us get better. And I think you're right. A, a lot of the projects out there are just, you know, finding the next bag holder. Um, and shoot, I'll raise my hand. We've all been burned by that. Um, but I think, again, you know, we can't throw the baby with, you know, out with the bathwater, as they say. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be hard to find those projects. But I mean, fundamentally, you know, even just from an artistic point of view, you know, NFTs create the possibility of, of unique digital ownership and providence, something that digital artists really never been able to have prior to that, um, you know, because you just copy paste the shit out of everything. Um, so, you know, right off the bat from an artistic sort of historical point of view, I, I do view this as a as a sort of paradigm shift in, in looking at what artists like people and X copy and, and Grant Ewan's are, are doing is insane. Um, you know, then you start mixing in the use cases like you were talking about with Starbucks, um, abstracting again away the, the call it difficulty or friction point of NFTs. Um, and, and you start to see a world where your tickets are, are NFTs and they become counterfeit proof. And, you know, you can buy that, that concert ticket on third party exchanges without worrying it being used or, or, or again, you know, counterfeited, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, you've got then this sort of business side, I think that, that opens up that maybe doesn't have the, the lunar sort of price predictions, but, but have again, that, that very cool nerd sort of element of, of what we can do and build. All right. Sounds to me like you're delusional. Yeah, I mean, just there, there's no intrinsic value to this asset, mm. and now it's starting to be priced appropriately. So it has a, you know, what's Bitcoin at sixteen thousand? It has another seventeen thousand to go down. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, there, there's no intrinsic value to this product. And do you think that people have just inherently like lost faith in the idea behind crypto because of FTX? Well, because of it became an ideology, and whenever you invest based on an ideology, you're going to make some decisions that are a little divorced from math. And how? What do you mean by ideology? Well, they're, the people who really like crypto are convinced that it's the currency of the future, and that a decentralized ledger is the way to go, and that anything that is controlled by a government entity is by definition a negative, and if it's done by the private sector freely it will be better. And that's just not how currency works. Currency is a method of exchange and a store of value. And for that, there has to be a degree of trust and you have to have it managed in terms of volume. And one of the, the craziest things about Bitcoin uh, is that there will never be more than X number of units of Bitcoin. Well, by default, that means it can't be used for trade because the whole idea of economic activity is that there's expansion which means you need more currency to lubricate and manage that expansion. If currency is locked into a specific number, you get monetary inflation. And that is one of the fastest ways to destroy an economic model. Idiots. You're all idiots. You're all idiots. Just hoping that some other idiot swings along and buys your bullshit. Isn't that right, Brad? I, I can guarantee you no one's buying that ape, though. I mean, you could list that thing for 40 <laughs> You could list that well, thing for 40 and it wouldn't budge. 
it, it's it's now negative value. I, I've got to pay people. Um, I just find it interesting. He he brings up the FTX point, and and you know the only side point on that is what I find ironic, particularly from sort of the the tradfi talking head crowd is is pointing to FTX as some sort of uh, rationale or or evidence of failure of crypto. What that actually represents is a failure of centralization. You know, and, and and if we really get back to the roots of crypto, it's decentralization that provides that sort of safety from bad actors like SBF and his in his whatever we want to call that group. Um, you know, doing what they were doing uh, altruistically for our own benefit, quote unquote. You know, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to call that out. That I think it's funny. Um, people use centralization as as the means or reason for crypto to go down. Well, <clears throat> I look at this whole industry. It's easy to question in the bear market. It's easy to question what the fuck we're actually doing here. You know, we're trading JPEGs. We're staying up late. You know, you've got doc- the Dr. Oz's of the world. The dups of the world just delusional and, you know, throwing up laughing emojis as their coins fall from all-time high, all-time highs by 90%. But, you know, hopefully we do see the light at the end of the tunnel so we can dump our assets on future idiots. I mean, you heard the guy. There's only a select number of Bitcoin, which, and they're, and they're all, Bitcoins are also getting burned and they're locked up on wallets that'll never be accessed again. Um, and the government can't just go print more Bitcoin, therefore deflating the value of your, but that's all bad. Fuck, we, we want, I want my dollar to be worth less next year. That it just gets me excited to get out of bed and go make more so that those can be deflated. We got Crad up here. Crad, what's up? I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm hard pressed here. You know, everything going to zero seems like a little bit of capitulation. You know, um, I trust in you, though, Bark. You know, maybe this is just it. Maybe we're all going to zero. But, you know, if, if I'm going to be honest, I, I'm holding strong. Like, um, we've actually resumed same price action after FTX collapsed. Like the market barely took a dip from it, surprisingly. Um, you know, I definitely was a lot more bearish up until this month. But like, damn, Solana, like, come on now. Literally from $7, it's climbed its way back out of the trenches. And I think if anything, that, that has a lot of reassurance, especially because it's super VC funded. So, uh, you know, if, if the smart money's not getting out of the stage, I think I'm going to stick it out. You know, maybe I see at the bottom, maybe I see it at the top, you know, but hold your Bitcoin. Don't sell your shit. Mm. Yeah, he's in on it. You can't trust him. He just wants to dump it on you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you knew this, Crad, Solana, there's 100 wallets that control over 30% of all Solana tokens. So, and, and that shit's, that shit's brand spanking new. It ain't Satoshi Nakamoto that probably fell off a boat and died. It's a bunch of people, a bunch of VCs sitting around a table waiting to dump it on your ass. Um, a risk, for sure. And also, you know, they're still getting unlocked as well. Every time there's a lot of tokens unlock, it gets dumped. Like fucking 39% last time uh, there was a dump. So you got to be wary. Uh, wait, Crowd, are you the, you're the co-founder of A Kid Called Beast? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Why is that funny? No, it's just yeah. Appreciate you. I, I wouldn't imagine you'd have known that you're like a you got your own thing and you're pretty high up there, so it's, it's flattering. Well, don't be flattered. I read it from your bio. Um, it was the second thing in your bio. It didn't take very long for me to find out. What happened with the 
Twitter. Are you guys just fucking around? I have a feeling you're fucking around. Are you just game theorying this thing out? I need to know. Did your Twitter actually get hacked? Dude, I wish. I wish I could tell you this was the most like elaborate orchestrated situation of 2023. Uh, but no, like legitimately, um, Arn Fuhrer got botted on the first set of the drop. You know, it made so we could only get 66% of the supply out. And then um, we got ready to release the second part of the supply with huge rally. Like, you know, had like a, almost a two ease floor price on one of our uh, beast hoods or like, you know, sections. And yeah, like literally the, the hack happened right at 65959. Uh, Did not have anything to do with it. I literally was stuck at my desk with um, my co-founder's wife. And also one of our other co-founders who had uh, the TweetDeck plugin, and we were de deleting the tweets and trying to like change everything, but we only had author setting status. So it was like this crazy battle that literally took us like, I don't know, almost four and a half hours before we finally got some resolution where the guy just got exhausted of trying to post. And obviously a lot of people had seen we were on spaces and, you know, post in the discord. So it really drove the steam down. But um, yeah, it was the same guy who sim swapped Gabriel, um, you know, Honestly, it, it sucks, but it feels kind of like an honor having a project like this get attacked so early on by such a like a high ranking, um, you know, player in the space or bad actor. So I think that means we're doing something really good here. And yeah, it was it's fucking wild. Is that the PFP? Like that's the full PFP. This is one of them. Yep, this is one of them. It's a full body. You can have it as a PFP where we have a three D customizable models, so you can literally choose how you want your PFP to be designed. Well, no, I don't want to literally choose. I want to be able to right-click, save that shit. You, you should have consulted. You should have consulted me, King. I would have. Uh, I would have zoomed that shit in immediately. Just the shoulder from the shoulders up, three-quarter rotation facing right, board ape yacht club style neon backgrounds. Next collection, give yes. Barky a call. You know it, Next man. Collection. Literally, yep. you you got to be number one on this. You know, we'll have you as our uh, trusted advisor, bark over mm -hmm. everything. That's right. All right. Well, we got Tuck and Freeman throwing you heart emojis. Tuck, free. Anything? Uh, anything you'd like to say? Oh, that shit is just ugly as fuck. Just another three D project. God damn, that shit is so. You need to zoom that shit the fuck in and throw something besides a white background. I can't even see what I'm fucking looking at. It's five miles fucking away. King. Five miles. This shit is going to zero with or without the hack. I'm sorry. You know you what? Fucking, I appreciate you. Put a fucking you. sock on over that motherfucker and cut the holes out and call it a day. It fucking meant 10,000. All right, all right, all right, all right. Tuck, I know you get passionate about 3D art. That's your favorite thing in the whole world. That and and um, Hot Pockets. So, look, we don't have to go down that route if you don't want to. Just in through the mouth, out through the nose. Free, I think this is an opportunity for critical feedback. Why do you say that, quote unquote, that shit is going to zero? 3D art isn't it, to be honest. All of them failed. It's not new. I don't know. 3D art isn't it. Well, I'm looking at it. It's 3D right now. It's, yeah, what do you yeah, mean? It's we just know how Super Yetis went. That's all I'm saying. I don't even know what Super Yetis is. Exactly. It was the first big like 10,000 project that was released after Board Ape Yacht Club and it was for point one, and people were freaking out and they all got it and it revealed and it was these fucking horrible 3D Yetis with crazy ass fucking 
toes and like you know photoshop canning cameras on it and everyone dumped it and flooded it and it went to shit and 3d projects have never gone good since then okay well, we have clonex uh, let's see what the floor for clonex is i don't think it's very high but certainly has a floor clonex mechaverse another great one me bits 3d 3.1 floor on me bits Anything else? Yeah, I don't see very many. Why did you choose 3D, Crad? Uh, no, you know what? Amazing. I appreciate that question. And honestly, like, yes, we have seen that there's been many different projects in the past that, you know, have tried similar ideas, but we really wanted to innovate and do something um, completely different. And the reason for 3D was because it allowed for customizable traits. Like, we have everything from when the smart contract was launched. You could pick what beast hood you're in based on your personality type, whether you want to be with nerds, jocks developers, you know, foodies, whatever your deal was, we had a personality quiz, kind of like a Myers test that actually integrated back into our project. So then it could customize the different traits to who you are, give you that 3D resemblance. Um, we also got it where we're doing 3D models that we've sent out. So there's actually a toy collection with resins and everything that we've already created. Um, we did all this, by the way, pre-mint. So like we didn't get money from anybody. We did this ourselves. Like we built it, we funded it, everything that happened from our DeFi swap to the Fiat on ramp. Like we built a shit ton of utility before we ever, ever even considered minting this project. How um, long have you, how long have you been working on this project? 14 months. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. How, long, how much money have you, you know, I mean, you can dive into it, delve into it if you'd like to or, or not. How much money did you sink into this thing pre-mint? Uh, well, pre-mint, we about a quarter million dollars. So that's how much we went in for everything. All the way from the arts, we had Mr. Meow Cats, who's an artist he's done for Meta, Adidas, Facebook, Nike. Um, we've got, we did. We went all the way. We, we did everything we could. We spent like a lot of money on different utilities, different pieces for different designs. We actually have over a 20 person rendering team from Blender artists all the way to Cinema 4D. Um, we did all our 3D scalings and modelings. Uh, we we definitely didn't patchwork this. Like this was a this was a labor of love, not for money. Um, but our last evaluation with a venture capital company, which was very recent after the, actually the hack, and we've discussed everything, has valued us at about a ninety million dollar brand. And so we're really excited about having that kind of progression. Um, ninety. You know, yes. You got you had a ninety mil valuation off of two hundred fifty thousand dollar upfront. Yes. So pretty exciting. Um, are they, are they, did they commit or they, the, just, we, they just said it? They've said that they're interested. We're not ready to commit because we're actually are exp uh, exploring with a Fortune 500 oh, okay. company for a brand. Yeah. Uh, well, so. uh, yeah. I mean, fucking, I got a, I got someone interested in my left pinky toe for $160 million. They're not committed, but they said they were interested, Crad. So, I mean, at this time, we need to go through negotiation because an early acceptance could really be, uh, you know, it, it couldn't give the best opportunity for the community. And at the end of the day, like this is a community focused project. So we're not just going to take the first offer that comes through. Um, we're also looking at developing a whole a bunch of different niches. We've already started looking at different brands that we're putting out as part of the beast hood. Um, there's just a lot of things that are moving in the background. So we want to make sure that we fully explore our potential before what, we're trying to commit. What was, uh, what were the VCs looking for? Were they looking for equity in the company or were they looking to acquire it entirely? No, it would be equity. It would be equity, and it would be at a, a very like small uh, evaluation. Well, not evaluation, percentage, I say. Um, what was it? Can you say? Yeah, we were looking at selling about 1% to 3%. That was the total, what? like, yeah. So it was a Dude, really, really do it. What offer. the hell? Do it! 
The 3D art? Dude, fucking dump it on them, Crad. What the fuck? 3D full body art with a sock over the head at a 90 mil valuation for 1%. Oh, my fuck. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. During the bear market? Holy well, shit. I would have been. I would have been. I'd be. Uh, wherever that V. I'd be knocking on there. Fucking. Well, the, the, the... I know you're interested, but time to commit. I'll be your best friend. I'd be, I, dude, I'd be sending them fucking chocolates, edible arrangements, you know, getting them a massage for them and their spouses. Mother crap, you need to get your fucking get them. You need to get off this space and get on the phone with those fuckers. Ninety so, mil in this type of market conditions. Well, here's the thing though, and like, okay, like I, I, I am somebody who does believe in crypto. Like I, I'm, you know, I'll be the first to say like that's how I made my first eight figures was in crypto. I learned everything about it that way. It's been like, I hold it a very like strong part to me. And just based on the fundamentals, like the last upgrade we had on Ethereum was the merge. We got it to about $1,700 ETH. Now there's an even better um, upgrade that's occurring called the Shanghai upgrade. It should happen here in March. It's the LSD liquid staking derivatives. Um, I believe we're going to see a lot more upside. You know, we've already recovered from FTX. You know, prices are very healthy. The volumes are super high. Um, and anything that is in this space, like if you're, you know, you've got an ape, it's, it's a valued project on the currency that exists for that blockchain, which is why the people who are agnostic to blockchain, like, uh, ideologies didn't want it to transfer over to the ape coin as an L1. So like right now we're sitting at an amazing spot. If crypto does take a huge turn up and we start seeing these like, you know, new liquidity pouring in new people wanting to, you know, be a part of the space, it makes way more sense to play it for the long game than it does just to try to get a quick flip. Okay. Well, I would have one percented that motherfucker immediately. Started working on collection number Appreciate two. You. Well, <clears throat> I don't need your flowers. I pinned to the top. Would you use a three D NFT PFP? Look, King, we could have saved twelve, fourteen months. We could have got the answer right here. We'll find out. So, if you would use a three D PFP, or you wouldn't, let, let me know at the top. We'll collect some data. Maybe collection two. We can pump some shit out in two D. We got a couple hands up here. I'd like to give the community opportunity to ask uh, Crab a couple questions. What's up, Christine? Hey, um, I just heard in the rooms, and I don't know if this is true. Is Cause involved in this project at all, by any chance? Um, right now, we don't have any specific brand partnerships that are inked. We have had uh, opportunities with DKG, World Star, Hype Beast, um, among a few other people. We are looking at Kith as well for a clothing line brand launch. Um, but these are all just things we're looking at. No, like cause like the 3D artists. Like I heard that he was like somehow involved in this, but no. if he isn't, I was just wondering, cause that would have made this project pump even crazier. So, okay. Um, is it A16Z backed? We do not have any venture funding backing at this time. We've done everything okay. ourselves. So we don't owe equity to anybody. We are completely independent. How big is your team? 20 people. So we have over 20 people. We had over 36 prior to the Mint. Um, obviously, we didn't need all of the pieces that were coming along with it, which was like our media spinning, et cetera, um, for publicizing, talking with different journalists. So yeah, at this point, we're down to 20 people, which is nice. Um, it's very manageable. That's still bigger than Opensea. So congrats. I appreciate that, but actually... OpenSea is one of our partners, and they're uh, they're quite fantastic. They've been helping us a lot during this. OpenSea, oh, fuck. Okay, 
You got tw- you have twenty people on payroll, or are they working for Dreams here? You we have payrolls. Guys- like our artists, like the Blender artists and stuff, the people who are doing three D modeling. Um, we do have paid moderators as well. Um, it's just you know these these are the costs of actually running a real business, right? Like people can't just work for the hopium of one day one hundred Ethan floor price, you know. But you don't like you pay him. Sorry, can I finish? Like, I just wanted to ask him, like, you so you pay him in salary and in crypto, or do they get the option of both, or they can pick one or the other? Yeah, we pay in salary so they can pick whatever currency they wish to choose. Did I answer your hyper specific salary question, Christine? Yeah, because I think it's kind of awesome when you can choose to like get paid in ETH. If it's like a USD amount and then your ETH goes up, you know, I've seen that happen for a lot of people. I mean, it can go either way, you know, but I've, I've seen that option for people. And I, when I get paid through a gallery, I get paid in ETH through, if people buy it, you know, online. So, or pay in crypto. And so I do like keeping that option in and just keeping the crypto in. So I think that's kind of cool. You mean like when teams paid out their uh, employees with ETH when it was at 4,400 and it went down nine. <laughs> 80%. Well, I mean, hopefully you knew to take out like profits and things like that too. Like I was definitely oh, take out profits. <laughs> well, look, no if it's way. at 4,400, you are talking to ETH, you're talking to NFT MFers. We don't do that, Christine. We I mean, if you have a lot profit. in, you should always be taking like, a, a, you know, a, a little amount out when it's profitable. I mean, I took out enough and I bought a new Mercedes like later this year when, you know, from it. So I, I think yeah. that's there's things you got to do if you if you have expenses and pay off your so. credit cards and do all those things. And, you know, Let's all good things. Go. NFTs paid for your Mercedes? That's that's a fucking move right there. Like that's amazing. For sure. Flowers for you. Seriously. Well, that's nothing. I I bought two Mercedes. So uh, well, that's why you're. I have dog, two Mercedes okay. too, Bark. Let's go. One well, I, bought, I mean, two Mercedes today. I meant business. today. Did my mic cut out? I meant I bought two today. I bought like four <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, but so. is one is yours the king of the worlds? That's all I'm saying. Because one of mine is Leonardo DiCaprio's. Oh, you're still doing that whole world thing? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, whatever. I'm already on different planets. I got a, I got the Mars rover, Mercedes. Okay, so you decided to launch an NFT and possibly the worst market conditions ever, Crad. Like, quite literally, maybe one of the worst. Why didn't you wait till the bull run? So the the reality is, is like we built this as a brand based community, and like we wanted people to have it. We 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 literally had been working on it from the bull run all the way through. Uh, so many people were rallied around us. You know, expectations were high. It it didn't make sense to kind of tether off here because realistically, like most people from my experience, and this is not talking about anybody else, most people in my experience, they use the mint money and the secondary royalties to fund like their life. Like they're just going to take that money. You know, they've delivered everything up front. So then there's no like, there's no follow-up. There's no requirements. But like with us, we already spent like $10,000 on custom-made uh, masks. We've got a few festival bookings ready. So you're actually going to see this NFT project as like a, a live event in the sense that it'll be DJing at festivals. We've got a record label and a couple of Grammy-nominated artists that are doing all right, all right. We got to work on the we got to work on the the fucking spin-offs here. Every question, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you launching a big market? Now we're DJing music festivals. I'm just curious of your mentality. I mean, your shit could have been, if you waited like two months, maybe your shit could have been mooning. 
but you decided to launch in terrible market conditions. And I don't, I don't see many, I don't see any project succeeding right now without some secondary market maker bullshit. So was that a, a plan of yours? Like, did you have any like market making activities nope. to keep the floor up or you just nope. yolo it? Yo, we have, we did nothing in the sense of any type of like manipulated prices, no wash trading, nothing. Like at the end of the day, um, everybody who holds that, then we know we're holders that have like plus 10 Bs. They just really love the project. They're really happy with it. Um, and the reality is, is like, there's something to be said about being a project that survives the bear market. Those are the ones that end up doing the best. You know, you can look at almost every project that has launched during 2018 and 19 that survived until the bull run. Those were the ones that pumped the hardest. You know, it happened with CryptoPunks, you know, Bored Ape read this last one. I think that this is like a very instrumental point of where um, you pay very little for awareness and you get a lot more magnified than when you would in a bull run. Okay, I'm on your website right now. So I the PFPs are not full body on the website. Is that, but you're saying default, they come full body? Nope, you can change them. There'll be a renderer where you can get in whatever size you want. Like, I just like this. Well, I don't want to... But I don't want to change it. I want to right-click save this shit directly from OpenSea. Yep. So th there is a way. So when it comes right out, that's what you're going to get is the cut head. But like you can uh, put it into the renderer and have a 3D version, full standing. Um, you can attach it to your AR, VR technology, whatever you want. What do you mean put it into the renderer? Yeah. So there's, there's going to be a part of the website where you're able to take it and you're able to do customization. Um, we made it with this idea in mind. It's a really cool utility where you can take your beast. Say we do like a Louis Vuitton, you know, uh, collaboration or something. You can actually add Louis Vuitton clothing on top of your beast and it'll update live on chain. So it was a really exciting process. Like people haven't ever tried these kind of things, or at least I haven't seen anyone that's been successful at this. So it's a really cool experience where whatever you have, you can customize it a step further. Okay, so you can actually update the NFT on chain. Yes, so it's not the metadata is changeable. Okay, so you, what are you linking the metadata? Are you linking the smart contract to some sort of server where you can update this shit? So it's uh, it's a multi-block system. There are two points that are outside of the actual blockchain that allow for integration onto it, but they are predetermined in the smart contract to allow that integration, so that there isn't any um, issue with say. Because that, that, that becomes the real issue is most people deploy and then they can't upgrade. Well, we actually made sure that there was a point in the smart contract where it can be adjusted. So on-chain data does have the ability to be modified. You know, there is going to be different upgrades where you can change your beast and get different type of like, uh, you know, accessories, uh, changing of, well, pretty much everything. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. Took a long time to develop. That's part of the reason why this project took so long to get to this stage. Well, I'll be investigating it. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm rugging, I think. No, you're fine. Hola, como esta? I just said last connection. Um, okay. Well, look, we got a bunch of people bitching. There's a ton of requests at the moment. I'm getting a ton of DMs. Crad, why do you, why is there so much hostility towards your collection? Um, I mean, you know, the one thing that I will say that did happen that was really unfortunate is when we were doing our, uh, like, our beast list or, like, the allow list for this, um there was an over allocation that had occurred we did use ai to try to strip down wallets that seemed suspicious that had like multi uh you know 
multi-engagements was like poor contracts or just like, you know, overall certain things that we would look at to try to determine whether it was, um, you know, a real person, not just like bots based on like whether they had the same Twitter ID as like the wallet addresses they'd submitted, you know, somebody had five, stuff like that. So there was a lot of, uh, at the last minute using AI, like pruning essentially, and we had an issue with it. And unfortunately we had to make sure to look at that issue. And then once we up, uh, uploaded to the contract, we got bought by Infura. So a lot of people thought that they got sold out or they didn't get their list or whatever. Um, and because obviously we did hear from the community that a lot of people had signed up and just hadn't come back to the Discord, um, we wanted to give everyone a fair chance. So we did a last, for the last 3,675, I believe, um, we did about 15 or 1,800 of them were in a raffle for anybody in different sectors, whether you're um, in our language rules, like in Japan or, I don't know, there's ton, tons of places that we went. We went to the public Discord. You know, we did one that was on my Facebook, or not Facebook, um, my Twitter, and just tried to give everyone that opportunity while also keeping a commitment to a lot of the unlocks that we had done for the alpha groups that had put in a lot of work, you know, hosted space with us, did interviews, um, put us in contact with some of the key people that have been our partnerships long-term. And obviously because that had occurred, we did have a bit of a, well, yeah, I'll just say it for what it is. We had, we made a mistake. It was one of the things that came up that obviously we won't do in a secondary collection. And um, it was a learning experience. Well, I do have to commend you. I don't throw my flowers very often. I got to commend you for sticking around here. I think a lot of founders, a lot of teams would have cracked like a hard-boiled egg under this type of pressure. So kudos to you for continuing to push through and continuing to show up, face the backlash, um, and continue to pursue. I got to ask, as someone in your position, a project founder who's launched in the bear market, gone through a ton of shit, received a ton of backlash, and still continues to push through today, do you have like a piece of advice for uh, people listening at the moment, just from what you've kind of experienced, any any like life advice? Absolutely, like um, you know, for people who are here who want to be builders, who want no one gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck at all. I can promise you that. No one cares. We're in the bear market. We're trying to have fun. Nobody gives a fuck. Your life
Well, look, crab, crad, uh, you're still here. You guys are still building. You're talking about collection number two and that there's still shit on the radar. If Honestly, I would have given up if I were you. I just would have quit probably. Moved on with something else. Maybe worked at Target. They're paying like $25 an hour. But you're still continuing to push forward. You got a you got $250,000 sunk in here. You got a $90 million valuation and you didn't take it. So, but you're still continuing to push through. So I can, I honestly commend you for that. What's up next for the project? I mean, like, where do you, where do you go from here? I mean, you're, it's the middle of the bear market. All this shit already happened. I think you've kind of put it in the past. Like, how do you move forward from this point? For sure. Um, we're just going to keep doing.